Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, I'm Willie King, and this is The Bigger Picture. Most of Asia Pacific markets edged higher after US shares hit their hottest winning streak in two years, as investors cling to hopes that interest rates have peaked. Japan is up 0.02%, Australia is up 0.36%, and Korea is up 0.2%. Couple of things to watch in Asia. The Bank of Japan will issue its October summary of opinions. Earlier, the Japanese central bank has said it plans to exit from easy policy next year, which could be a risky move amidst a Middle East conflict and worries about the US soft landing. Investors will also be keeping a close watch on China's October inflation, which is expected to fall 0.1% year on year, and while its producer prices are expected to decline 2.7%. Joining us on the line as we unpack all of this is James Cook, Executive Director, Head of Investment Specialist at Federated Hermes. Good morning, James. How are you? Good morning, Willie. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. So, for your fund, right, you have about $7 billion in assets under management across emerging markets, including Asia ex-Japan. So I'd just like to know, you know, what's the situation here between US developed markets and emerging markets right now, which we are seeing? Well, I think actually just picking up one of your your points there in terms of uh, the narrative the last few months higher for longer has been bearish for, for risk assets. We've seen investors taking money off the table in October alone, $12 billion coming out of Asia markets like Taiwan, India, South Korea, Indonesia and the Philippines. And the suggestion that we are nearing peak rates and, and perhaps even prospect of a rate cut next year, that unwinding of the bearish sentiment is seeing money coming back onto the table and markets like careers. You could be a, a beneficiary of that. So we've certainly seen in the last week money coming back into some of these markets. The performance in Asia, I mean, compared to the US, if you've seen US markets, they have been on a very strong bull run. So here you did mention about looking to emerging markets and specifically, I just want to ask why Asia here which you are looking at? Yeah, so we, I mean, for us as contrarian investors, we are looking for uh, attractive opportunities in, in markets that are unloved. And certainly Asia X Japan, I think the Asia Pacific Index is where it was 17 years ago. The MSCI Asia X Japan first reached the current level in, in 2007, 17 years ago. You know, we see very attractive opportunities in markets that are unloved, in sectors that are out of favor. And, you know, that is driving our overweight in, in China, in Korea, within the region. James, I understand you are overweight in China. I mean, if you see how there's the China sell-off, the Hang Seng Index have been in a pretty bad luck over the couple of years. And China right now is undergoing a real estate crisis. You have the US-China geopolitical tensions. And China is just in just mired in a series of bad news. So I'd just like to get your views here. You know, why this overweight in China? And are you still on that overweight call here? Yeah, so the Chinese economy is facing a lot of challenges. As we know, it's, it's looking to transition away from the debt-fueled fixed asset and property investment model evolved to one that focuses on high-end manufacturing, consumption and, and services. You know, a, alongside that, obviously, we, we have had the reopening. Consumption has disappointed so far, and I think that is related to the challenges in the property sector and the effect that had dampening demand alongside some of the challenges for private enterprises. So, you know, all, all in all, China is certainly going through challenges, as, as you say, but we feel the market is overly discounting the challenges the Chinese economy is 
facing. And the, the one thing we can be certain about is the price that we pay for an investment. And, you know, we tend to find that the most attractive opportunities in, the, in those markets that are unloved and certainly contrarian. China looks like the ultimate contrarian play mm. at the moment. And for us, that negative news equals attractive prices. <laughs> you never get you never get good good news and attractive valuations. So, you know, looking out three, five years as we do as long longer term investors, we're taking advantage of the opportunity to get into some really good companies at super attractive valuations levels in the China market. Yeah, I mean you have a one point three, one point four billion population economy and you're looking at a country where, you know, it has a very growing middle income group. So at the same time, you know, we are you're talking about attractive valuations here. You know, I'm also looking at really outrageous value in China. What is your approach when it comes to investing in China? I mean, what should investors be looking out for? Well, that's interesting because I think investors have have pivoted or aligned themselves to those areas where the the government uh, in China is focused. And I'm thinking areas like uh, EV, China is going to become the world's largest car exporter this year in renewables, in solar energy. But, But inevitably, where you get a crowding in themes like that, you get elevated valuations. So actually, again, as contrarians, we're not following the maddening crowd into the into those areas. Super attractive opportunities in in sectors that are perhaps less exciting in utilities in some of the consumer discretionary consumer. Area. So there, there are a couple of ways to access and invest in China. And typically as an investor sitting in Singapore, I personally look at US and Hong Kong. Are there any differences when it comes to investing in the Hong, Hong Kong market, the Hong Kong China market versus the US? Because from my perspective, people can talk about buy and hold in the US. Is this necessarily the same in China or in Hong Kong? Yeah, so so we have three ways to access investing in China through the mainland, through Hong Kong, and as you say, U.S. listed Chinese companies. The mainland index actually trades at a structural premium, and I think that goes to a large part to government port for that market, given it's a very domestic orientated market. The majority of of investors in that market are in the the mainland. So we don't see that as super attractive at a market level. Hong Kong, as I mentioned at the the beginning of our discussion, is trading at at super depressed levels. So that is a market that we see as very attractive. The US market is very volatile. It's very sentiment driven. But again, selectively, that throws up opportunities for us to to take advantage of that volatility. So so we're more in Hong Kong and and US listed exposure at the moment. Mm. And if you're looking into Hong Kong market, what are sort of the risks where investors typically have to take uh, to look out for? So, you know, currency risk, corporate governance, or are there any value traps which could be a common occurrence, you know, in the smaller cap stocks in Hong Kong? Yeah, I'm very proud to say actually in the 14 years we've, we've been investing in, in the region, we've never had a, a, a blow up. But it doesn't mean that we're always right in you know, buying companies that, that are attractively valued and seeing a, a, a re-rating. So, you know, we focus on companies that are, we believe, mispriced by the market mm. short term for a temporary reason. So absolutely, we want to avoid companies that are, are cheap because they're in you know, structural decline. And certainly in, in the Hong Kong market, we see some super attractive valuation companies trading at very depressed multiples. So, you know, we, we see that as, as a great opportunity to make good returns over the medium to long term. We have been speaking with James Cook, Executive 
Director, Head of Investment Specialist at Federated Hermes. Thank you so much for your insights, James. Good to have you. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.